You're listening to the 10-Minute Think Through, a to-the-point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. We were asked why when sermons, or just in general, the, the idea of uh, Romans 6.23 is communicated, why do we instantly run toward uh, what, is, what is meant by death is hell and separation from God? So the verse, Romans 6.23 simply says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what is meant, the question is, what is meant by death? And why do we say that if you die without Christ, then you are destined for a place called hell? Well, I mean, I think one of the ways that people interpret that is that it's, um, that word wages is, super important because it means that what you earn through sin is death so that if you uh the payment that you get when you sin when you commit an act that is contrary to god's plan and god's will for your life uh what you get in return for that the payment you receive for the action um is just that it's death yeah, so that's plain from Genesis 3 that the consequence of adam and eve's sin that is then carried down to us uh, in a Romans 4, 5, 6 kind of fashion, is that we are destined for physical death. There was no physical death before the fall. Adam and Eve were created, and in the creation, the, the intent was that they would live forever. So this is more than just a, pro, a prophetic verse. Like, if you sin, then you will earn death. But because of sin, death entered the world. Yeah, so the relationship between what is true of us positionally as sons of Adam is that we're destined for death, but also in actual experience, when we do sin, that sin, that first sin that we do commit, uh, it's already true of us in who we are, but uh, then, then we are uh, sentenced to death because of our own sin as well. Yeah, so it's like drinking poison. You're Like, you're already going to die, but then you're just like, you're literally like drinking death you know what i mean like just by like sinning like additional layers of sin um we know from experience that there are consequences for that that are destructive in nature and so you have a spiritual death and then it it literally like is enabling the like i don't know like the vacuum of life so the big question that you have to answer when looking at this verse is you i think you have to define what is death if this is such a hugely important aspect of what we believe, then what does this word mean? Right. I mean, so there there is the physical component of that, which we're, which is what we're speaking to, that our human bodies do not continue forever, and that's reality because of of sin. So it's not just that you know we wear out. You know, that is, it all is tied to the curse in Genesis 3 at the, at the fall of Adam and Eve. Our physical bodies are deteriorating and destined to break and wear out, and they are not intended to live forever. But the question really drives at what is meant by spiritual death. So more than just our bodies passing from the earth, what does it mean to be spiritually dead? And why then, from Romans 6 to 23, would we conclude that that means that we would spend eternity in hell? So that revolves really around the idea of, of death being... Uh, all throughout Scripture, an understanding of death as a separation. So our sin separates us from God. Uh, Genesis 2.17, when you eat of the tree, you shall surely die is more than just a physical death. It's a spiritual death. 
so in uh, Adam and Eve's sin, then we are uh, by you know by uh, virtue of not virtue but by curse of being their descendants, uh, we die physically. We we also die spiritually, uh, and in spiritual death we are separated. So um, me- meaning then uh, that we would spend eternity uh, after this earth apart from God. Uh, to be s- separated from God on earth because of sin is a reality also in the afterlife that we would be separated from him eternally. This isn't an idea that Paul says here in 623 in a vacuum because we see this concept all throughout scripture and especially the New Testament. I mean, I like the first thing that came to my mind was in um, the parable of the talents that Jesus tells in Luke where um, at the end he curses the uh, the guy who didn't invest what he was given wisely and uh, he's thrown outside of uh, outside of this kingdom. And so um, it's not like Paul is plucking this idea from thin air. Jesus talked about hell quite a lot. And so, um, yeah, like there's a connection there between other scriptures as well. When do you think you realize this? So I, this, this, not just the concept. I mean, when, when do you think that you recognize yourself as someone who has earned this? And when do you think that you recognize that this condition uh, exists among all people? And so I guess what I'm asking is, is this a necessary step, understanding that death exists, not just in the physical sense, but that because of sin, death exists. Is this a necessary step in understanding even what salvation is? I think it is. I mean, there's a—no one needs convincing that they have sinned. You know, if if there is a standard of any sort, a moral law of any kind, uh, you know— no, no one, you know, we've all engaged in conversations, we've heard sermons, we've talked to, you know, seen, seen conversations where no one, no one has to be told, yeah, I, I actually, I, I see that now, I am a sinner, it's something that's present inside all of us, but that's very different than the conviction that comes of understanding what that reality then holds for us. I think this is so important because in a really recent conversation uh, with someone who's not a Christian, uh, this is actually one of the verses that uh, that I brought up because I think that if you're sharing your faith, uh, if you're witnessing to someone that uh, walking through what we would call the Roman road or a few really uh, particular verses from the book of Romans, uh, those of you who are not experiencing like VBS uh, trauma level flashbacks right now, <laughs> maybe not remember, but the Romans road is a great way of, of sharing your faith with someone. Um, but this is this is kind of a sticking point uh, for I would guess what we would call it contemporary man because when you only relate this in terms of wages and earning, um, then people will go, well, that may be true. The wages of sin is death. But I can also, while I can point to a load of sin and a load of, of things that I've done wrong that have earned death, they'll also begin to point to lots of uh, acts of righteousness or things that they think that they have done in order to what they would call earning eternal life on their own. And so more than just a uh, if-then, you know, cause-effect relationship, but a condition relationship, knowing that death is common to all mankind before you ever even take your first breath, um, that's a hugely important step in talking to someone about what it means to be rescued from their sin. Yeah, I mean, I think about, so Ephesians 2 
for you were dead in your sins. Um, it is tempting to look at the aggregate of your life and say, well, yes, I've sinned, but I, I mean, look, I've done some good things too. But what we see in the New Testament is um, that any any sin was enough to separate you from God. Like it took one act of disobedience um, in the Garden of Eden right. for and, all of humanity yeah. to be thrown off course. In Adam's fall, we sinned all. Yes. So, um, yeah, I have heard that argument many times, and I've even made that argument in my own heart where I've like weighed the sin to my, my perceived righteousness and said, you know what, I think I'm okay. But that's not what the Bible says. Yeah, the consequences don't come because of one outweighing the other. Right. The consequences come as a result of the one sin. I think it's, why is it important that there are two different uh, paradigms here in, in this verse? The first half of the verse says that death is something that we earn, but that eternal life is a gift. I mean, it has to be. Like, there's no other way. Well, I mean, if we're talking about weighing good and bad, then we're, we're pointing ultimately toward grace, right? We're, right. We're, the gift is just that. It's a gift of grace. It's something that's, that's not earned. And uh, to, be, to be rewarded, you know, is, uh, is on the opposite side of, uh, in some ways, of the punishment, the consequence of sin, however... It's a reward that we don't earn. It's a reward that is gifted to us um, by, the, by God himself. Yeah, and I think as Christians, maintaining that perspective has to produce humility uh, because if you can remember that your, pres- like your ability to experience the presence of the Lord is purely because of his goodness and gift towards you and has nothing to do with anything that you brought to the table— you can't help but feel humble, right? You can't help but feel just grateful and in awe. And the temptation is always to say, uh, like, look at my works. But the truth is, as we've said a million times before, it has nothing to do with that. It's God's goodness and your receptiveness to that. So I think it's important to remember, especially when we're relating to non-Christians, it's easy to posture ourselves in uh, as, as a judge. But the truth is, um, we were all criminals, and we are just living in this grace that Jesus has given us. I'm so reminded of uh, Dallas Willard talks about how uh, because the in Christ is such an important part of this verse that when you are when you are saved from your sin, when you uh, when God by His grace rescues you uh, from the wages that you've earned, that you are placed in Christ. And I remember uh, I remember him saying that when he when he dies he's not sure how long it will take for him to realize that he has died because he is so in Christ wow huh. yeah, it's amazing I mean, it's that's the flip side of Isaiah 59 too. your iniquities have separated you from your God and it's not just that we now get what we don't deserve total uh, un- the total union is such a powerful picture throughout the New Testament Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10-Minute Think-Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 
10minutethinkthrough.com.